It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Kennedy. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Sandra Smith, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, August 17th, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. A major shakeup in the legal case involving President Biden's son. What does this mean moving forward? Abby Lowell is a very well-seasoned, very well-known attorney in Washington, D.C. He's represented clients all over the country, and he's gotten his clients off the hook in many ways. So he's he's very well respected, and he's now taking over on this Hunter Biden case. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Clark, the lawyer representing President Biden's son, Hunter, has filed a motion asking to be removed from the case, saying he may become a witness. This after a plea agreement between prosecutors and Biden's legal team was struck down in Delaware. As the case moves forward and still hangs over President Biden, the frontrunner to challenge him is dealing with a number of legal battles of his own. So there's a Delaware state law, a, a Delaware code of conduct rule where an attorney that may be a witness in a future case can no longer serve as an attorney. We're speaking to Fox News correspondent David Spunt. So there is a legitimate rule in the state of Delaware um, where it would be inappropriate for an attorney who's going to be a witness in a future case to serve as counsel um, unless Hunter Biden would be uh, burdened by that. Uh, essentially, the Hunter Biden legal team said he's not burdened by that because he has other attorneys. So Chris Clark can go ahead and move off that case. So it sounds like without them directly saying it, that Hunter Biden may be suing or building a case against the government for reneging on the plea deal. Um, That clearly sounds like that may be something in the works. So the attorney that has come in is Abby Lowell, who's his longtime uh, attorney that he's used for other matters, paternity uh, suit down in um, Arkansas, and also some congressional investigations. Uh, Abby Lowell now taking the lead on that case because Chris Clark was the one that was really the architect of the failed plea agreement. Yeah, let's touch on Lowell for a second, because this is certainly somebody who is, uh, you know, if you needed a lawyer, this is certainly somebody you would not be uh, a upset about if he was your lawyer, because this is somebody who has a very extensive clientele. I believe Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez is one of them. Uh, he's represented Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump in the past, too. This is somebody who's got a pretty high profile, right? And Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton uh, in the 90s. So Abby Lowell is a very well-seasoned, very well-known uh, attorney in Washington, D.C. He's represented clients all over the country. And um, he's gotten his clients off uh, the hook in many ways. So he's he's very well respected. And he's now taking over uh, on this Hunter Biden case. Now, he, he says uh, that, uh, you know, there was this agreement, uh, this diversion agreement on this gun charge. If you remember, Hunter, uh, part of the original plea deal was that Hunter would enter into a diversion agreement on the federal gun charge. He's accused of lying on a on a federal gun form that he was not under the influence of any alcohol or drugs. Um, so this would help him avoid jail time uh, for that gun charge. Uh, Abby Lowell says that since it was signed by the United States and by Hunter Biden, it's valid. 
David Weiss, the special counsel, uh, who was just in a courtroom with Hunter Biden three weeks ago on July 26, when the plea deal fell through, saying, actually, it's not valid. Everything that happened on July 26 is no longer valid. The entire thing fell apart uh, spectacularly. So we're starting from square one. So now both sides are fighting over that. and We're waiting for the uh, federal judge to weigh in. Now, can, can Lowe bring the original agreement back into this or is it completely dead here? Well, Lowell thinks it's not completely dead. I mean, Abby thinks that the diversion agreement is is um, an Law, actual, right? yeah, an actual diversion agreement, and he's making that argument strong. Uh, but David Weiss is saying it's not; it's null and void. So it's going to be difficult, I think, for the judge to say this is this is uh, a valid plea agreement when the government is saying it's not. Um, so th- there are some definite questions about how the judge uh, may rule here. Um, but it, it appears that, you know, Lowell and his team are are understanding that the tax violations, um, you know, are up for grabs for potential future charges. They believe that the gun thing is settled matter. Um, but they also thought that the uh, Hunter Biden investigation was settled matter after five years. They said Chris Clark was on MSNBC a couple months ago after the plea deal was announced and said, well, would I take a plea deal if I thought that uh, there were potential charges out there? I wouldn't do that as an attorney, and most attorneys would not do that. Uh, David Weiss said this is an ongoing investigation in a press release, and we kept reporting it was an ongoing investigation. And then they get in court in public, and then Weiss goes, this is an ongoing investigation. And Hunter Biden's people say, really? And he said, yeah, really. And they go, okay, we're not we're not taking this deal. Um, so one would think that uh, it's going to be the judge that's going to have to settle whether or not the uh, diversion, diversion aspect uh, takes place. And you mentioned... You know, what could be next for Clark here? And he says multiple times throughout the motion that he's uh, potentially going to be a witness. Do we know what that looks like? What is he going to be a witness in? Is this Weiss's investigation continuing that could bring Clark into this? Or is this something else? Like you mentioned, potential legal action Hunter Biden's team could be taken down the road. It could be either. I think we don't know with certainty. I mean, I think that, yes, it could be part of Weiss's investigation. Um, but it seems to me, and I'm not a lawyer, full disclosure, it <laughs> seems to me that there is some sort of action that the Hunter Biden team may be preparing to fight over the fact that they say, wait a minute, we had a plea deal. We wanted to go here. Uh, This got screwball at the last minute. And, you know, it may be something that they want to do. But clearly, whatever it is, Chris Clark is going to likely be a witness. And whether it's Weiss or whether it's a case that Hunter brings against the special counsel's office, um, clearly Chris Clark is going to be an attorney so or be a witness, so he can't appropriately be an attorney. Um, so that's why he has moved to you know come off this case. And do we know where, where Weiss is going from here? Or is it still up in the air? Well, what happens next? We do have a little bit of an idea because uh, in, in the filing where uh, they announced that the plea agreement was officially dropped, they said that it appears a trial uh, would be in order. It's Those are not the exact words, so don't quote me, but uh, a trial is inevitable are, are the words that were used, something like along those lines that that a trial may be in order. And also um, the words Washington, D.C. and California uh, were mentioned in there. Washington, D.C. because Biden uh, did business and lived in Washington, D.C., but he also lives in Southern California. Uh, so it's possible that charges could be filed in either of those jurisdictions. David Weiss is special counsel. Now, while he could have brought charges before in those districts as U.S. attorney, and to be clear, he is still U.S. attorney in Delaware, mm-hmm. um, 
he could have brought charges there before, but he would have to inform the attorney general. Now he can just bring charge or not the attorney general. He would have had to inform the U.S. attorneys in those districts. Hey, I'm coming into your district to bring charges just to give you a heads up courtesy. Now he can just bring charges wherever he wants to do. He could bring charges in Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio, just making those states up. But he could do whatever he wants. We have been speaking to Fox News correspondent David Spunt about the latest legal shakeup surrounding Hunter Biden. More after this. And that was a concern that the whistleblowers brought up. You know, they had the allegation that there was attempts to bring charges in certain jurisdictions, but Weiss didn't have the power to ultimately do that. And, you know, I believe Matthew Graves was the U.S. attorney in D.C., and the allegation was that Graves didn't want to bring charges against um, against Hunter Biden. So that's now all on the table, it appears, right? Yeah, he can bring charges wherever he wants. So basically the entire argument and the storyline of when Weiss said he could bring charges or he couldn't bring charges, that really is kind of thrown out right now. I mean, that's kind of old news. I mean, we're at the point now where he is special counsel. And he can bring charges. You know, for the record, we don't know what Weiss said in that meeting in October 2022. You know, Gary Shapley, uh, you know, told a very credible story to to many people who says, listen, you know, Weiss said that he was not able to bring charges and complained about it. But Weiss has gone on the record multiple times in, in written communications and said, I never said that I I you know, have never asked and I've never been told no. If I wanted to ask, I would ask. And he asked Merrick Garland. Uh week and a half ago to be special counsel, and he's now special counsel. All right. If we could move on to uh, former President Trump here. We've had uh, some defendants in this case. We've got 19 of them, but we have at least one, Mark Meadows, saying that he would like to get this case moved to federal court. Do we have any inkling that somebody else could be asking something similar to that request? I think Donald Trump is going to be one almost guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed that he's going to want to move this case to federal court. Uh, federal court moves a lot differently than state court. Um, Trump will likely assert as you know the executive, as the as the president of the United States, federal position you know, should be federal court. Mark Meadows has a compelling case because he was dealing with the president of the United States and giving him counsel and and dealing with issues uh, that that would make the case federal. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see people like Rudy Giuliani, who who were not federal employees, um, who were not working in the White House, uh, to try to make a federal case out of this when that's going to be tough. Like I said, I'm not an attorney, but um, in the brilliant attorneys I have spoken with, they believe that he's going to have a very difficult time uh, trying to take it out of state court and putting it into federal court. And and what kind of do, do what do we think happens next with former President Trump's fourth indictment. You know, obviously we're, we're looking at a possible fifth indictment happening soon. And Katie Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, has kind of hinted that that's something she would like to see down the road. But are we is there a timeline for a fifth indictment right now? And also what happens next with Fonnie Willis and what she's doing with the fourth one? Well, I think a fifth indictment, um, certainly, I mean, if it, it just takes a grand jury to vote yes to indict or, or, or offer a what's called a true bill. Um, which means that someone's been indicted. So, you know, a fifth indictment remains to be seen, but it's certainly not unheard of if somebody presents and a grand jury agrees with it. Um, I, I think that, you know, this fourth indictment is really sprawling in the sense that, um, you, like you said, you have 19 defendants, including the former president. The The more defendants you have in a trial, the longer the trial uh, drags out. You have to bring everybody in. You, everybody has delays or burdens or problems or issues or, or whatnot, and it's delay, delay, delay. So she announced a very ambitious schedule to try to have this uh, underway in March of next year, 2024. 
Um, that's going to be, I think, a challenge to try to get all of those people in. Um, you know, Jack Smith, the special counsel in Washington, D.C., he's doing two Trump cases. We know the documents in Florida where he's charged Carlos de Oliveira and uh, Walt Nada, who's Trump's body man. They're all being charged together. That's three. Fonnie Willis has 19. OK, Tr- uh, Jack Smith wants the trial on the documents to go forward in December of this year, 2023. Trump's people wanted after 2024 uh, election. Um, Jack Smith famously charged only one person in the attempts to overthrow the election, overturn the election, and that's Donald Trump. And that means that that case may actually move faster because he's the only defendant and he can move quickly and they can move through it. And they're only dealing with one person set of problems instead of 19 people's problems. Uh, so I think that it's going to be interesting to see when this uh, Fonnie Willis trial takes place. I mean, sure, it's it's typically, uh, listen, the bottom line is we're in unprecedented territory <laughs> yeah, here. Sure I mean, so are. to say, well, it's not usual. It's unusual that judges uh, in Fulton County, Georgia, would be talking to federal judges in Washington, D.C., and talking to a federal judge in Florida and talking to a a local judge, a state judge in Manhattan. Um, But you know what? Maybe they do have to talk or their offices do have to talk to try to schedule this stuff. Like I said, we're in we're in completely different territories. So when someone says, well, that's not the way it works. Well, guess what? You really kind of throw out the playbook here and and rules are being made as you and I are sitting here right now on how this stuff works out. Yeah. And we've had, I think, plenty of prosecutors and legal analysts come on our network and just say that six months is just a pipe dream. It's going to be so hard to pull off a 19 defendant trial in that short a period of time. So maybe uh, not. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Where, like I said, the rules are being written. So who knows? Yeah, we'll find out. He's David Spunt. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you, David, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.